Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda and Morgan. We have helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally our jam. Here you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That is pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about issues that may arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. We are so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, Pelvic Posse. This is Amanda and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. On this episode, I want to kind of chat about cesarean deliveries, cesarean births, cesarean recoveries. We just wrapped up our Flatten Your Shelf five-day challenge for our C-section moms here at our clinic and online. And I, it's always bittersweet when it ends. I absolutely love the five days. They fly by, they're jam-packed um, for me individually, and I'm sure for our participants who partake in the challenge. But for us, it's we I don't we don't stop when we do our challenges. We're still seeing patients during the day and then fitting in our challenges to be with our gals at night or during the day if we're going to be doing um, part of our challenge talks during the day. And then we are messaging our VIPs throughout the days as well. So let me go in a little bit more about what we actually do with our five-day challenge. So in this five-day challenge, particularly flatten your shelf, it was our five-day challenge for C-section moms. So most of them have signed up maybe because of course they've had a C-section one or more, maybe they're dealing with issues that came up after the C-section, for instance, Myself, I've had three C-sections. After my first C-section, I dealt with not so much of the shelf or what we would call the mommy pooch, but I dealt more with more sensitivity to the nerves. Okay. So your nerves are cut during your C-section and sometimes they can become hypersensitive, meaning you don't really want to be touched along the abdomen, inner thigh, or across the groin area. Um, I know I backhanded my husband a couple of times without meaning to, but he reached in to get a little friendly and just out of the blue, smack right into his face. And I didn't mean to again, but my body wasn't ready for that type of foreplay yet. Uh, Another symptom I had after our first C-section, I dealt with a lot of bladder urgency and frequency. Now for me, this one didn't begin until I was about eight months postpartum and it would kick in around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. I would have to pee. And then after I'd pee, my belly would bloat up like I was four months pregnant and I would just continue to pee like every 30 to 45 minutes. I thought maybe I had interstitial cystitis. So I see, um, I thought maybe something was wrong with my gut. I also developed pain with bowel movements. So I really thought like something was going on with that increased pressure and jumping back into, uh, exercising maybe sooner than I should have. And I should have known better at that time, but I also developed pelvic organ prolapse, actually cystocele bladder prolapse. So just after C-section, which we tend to think, or what mistakenly people think, oh, my pelvic floor wasn't involved. So I don't have any symptoms. I'm just fine. It was just major abdominal surgery. Uh, No, there's lots of pelvic floor issues that can arise after a cesarean. And that's usually what women are coming to are searching for help, which is why our five-day challenge is 
so um, well partaked between the the C-section moms. After my second C-section, I also had my bladder prolapse pop back up, but I dealt with a round of hip and low back pain, as well as that sensitivity with the nerves, although it came on as more clitoral sensitivity, very uncomfortable, um, especially with any kind of underwear or certain pants that I was wearing. Um, so that was fun. And then after my third, you know, you're carrying around two little toddlers and a baby back pain was awful. My shelf, um, the lower pooch was terrible. I didn't have time to take care of myself. So my symptoms for pelvic floor issues just arose so much faster. And that seems to be what a lot of our women are finding too. They were coming to us looking for help with their symptoms. So a lot of them were having that bladder urgency and frequency that I had their lower abdominal cramping. So that could be around their incision or that the muscles were causing that cramping to happen. Um, the clitoral or labial sensitization um, or hypersensitivity, which I had also had low back pain. Um, me too. Pain with sex. Yes. That came on with my hypersensitivity. And I also had that before I ever had C-sections and lower abdominal bloating. So the women were wondering like, why, why do I have this going on? So my very first day of the challenge day one, I like to really go into what actually happens during a C-section. What happens during that surgery that you're laying down on the table? Cause we really have no idea except that we are hoping to have our baby, you know, come out all well on the other side. So we really go into that. And what happens is your doctors are going to cut an incision into the skin and then they're going to cut through your fat layer. They're going to cut into your fascia and then elevate that off of your muscle tissue. They're not going to cut your muscle. They're going to separate your muscle bluntly, typically around like that linea alba, the midline, your um, fascia area. They're going to enter the peritoneum. And sometimes they do this with scissors. Then they're going to pull the bladder down so they can cut an incision into the uterus. Then they will rupture your amniotic sac or your bag of water. You'll have a birthday party, which is really exciting. So the baby's delivered. And then they're also going to deliver the placenta. Then you're going to get sewn up at your uterus, the fascia and the skin, and sometimes the fat layer as well. The key is adhesions vary person to person. So even if someone had the same number of C-sections like me, three, we could have totally different amount of scar tissue and adhesions inside our body and totally different symptoms. And that's what I like these women to know after they're coming out of their C-sections, whether they are two weeks postpartum or 20 years postpartum, this is what happened during your C-section. Most likely things that they can expect with how they might be feeling after their healing. So again, this is why, you know, so much happened underneath that skin incision. Your skin incision is like the um, tip of the iceberg and everything else that we just went over on what happens with that C-section is everything under the iceberg. So realizing like, oh my gosh, well, then it makes more sense of why I'm dealing with bladder urgency and frequency because the bladder is being pulled down. And then this main incision on that uterus is sitting right behind that bladder. Scar tissue is going to attach to the bladder and so many other places inside the abdominal cavity. Scar tissue has no limits. So that could be why I'm having more bladder urgency or frequency. 
or maybe why I'm having more lower abdominal cramping or the, whenever stools moving through my bowels while my bowels and lower abdomen start cramping even more, or maybe why I'm having more, um, clitoral sensation tingling down there because I have decreased mobility of the ligaments that are coming off and branching off the uterus and towards the clitoris. And it makes sense why my low back might be hurting because the ligaments that connect from the uterus go back to the sacrum. And if the uterus is decreased in mobility, the ligaments are going to be decreased in mobility and that can restrict mobility and function in that low back causing pain and tenderness in the low back. And again, pain with sex. Pelvic floor muscles are guarding. It happens all the time with a vaginal birth. And it happens all the time that we see it in the clinic with our cesarean moms. And if they're guarding, they're more tight. And if muscles are more tight, they're more uncomfortable to touch. Think about your arm when you go get a shot or a vaccine. If you're tensing up and you're like, oh, it's coming, it's coming, I die. You know, you're anticipating it and it's not feeling good. If someone goes to give you a shot, it's typically more uncomfortable. Whereas if you were more relaxed and they go to give you your shot, you're like, did you, did you even do it? I didn't even feel it. That's the same with pain with sex. However, if something's uncomfortable the first time and we continue to make it more uncomfortable, your body's going to start guarding because it's anticipating the discomfort and pain. So it's very, it's very good for someone to come into a pelvic floor physical therapy session after a C-section and still do an internal exam after that six week mark. So we can make sure that those muscles are moving how we want them to. And then maybe they're dealing with the lower abdominal bloating. So they, you can understand why you've got so much going on down there, so much inflammation. My main goal is to teach these gals how to move the tissue properly not just the scar tissue, not just the incision, but also how do we breathe properly? How does breathing affect our pelvic floor? How does the pelvic floor connect with the lower abdomen? And then a lot of them come back with, because that's you know what I want them to do to learn to build their foundation again after major abdominal surgery. And a lot of them will ask like, okay, well, that's great, Amanda, but I was told like, I can't do planks. So when can I do them again? Or I was told never do setups again. So is that true? Or what can I do to modify? And I like to tell them, those are things we will get to. But in the beginning, we've got to learn how to build the foundation. It's frustrating as heck, but with consistency and the correct guidelines and methods to get there, you will see results. And then we can continue to progress on through those. So each day, again, very beginning of the week, it's all about what happens during the C-section. How do we properly breathe? How do we connect with that pelvic floor? And then it goes on throughout five days and they're learning things about diastasis recti, how, what your first exercises should be for your core, how to modify things at home, because what they're learning in an hour session, um, they really need to transition to their home day-to-day routine, daily activities, how they're moving their kids, how they're picking up the laundry basket or groceries or bags that they're carrying throughout the day, because that's going to play a huge role on the core and their pelvic floor. And then they're also, if they're VIP members, they're getting me after the hour call to go over like, okay, Susie, what's exactly happening with you? What questions do you have today after today's lesson? And then that might last 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what kind of questions we have or how much deeper we want to go into training. Then they're also getting me on Voxer. 
Voxer is a walkie-talkie app. You can type in it. You can voice message. And on Voxer, they're getting me for not only the five days, they usually get a little bit more than that. So they can work through all of the material and then ask questions as they pop up. You know, Amanda, hey, I tried this exercise and I'm really curious. This is how it feels at home. How can I modify? Or at work, this is what's happening. My back pain's really kicking in. Have any ideas of how I can make that better? Those are probably my favorite groups because they're diving in so much deeper. They're getting so much out of the coaching that, I don't know, we developed like a really special bond where I want to, I'm cheering them on. I'm already coaching them, right? And then after our five-day challenge, we typically follow it up with, I like to do a small group of coaching my clients through eight weeks of, okay, so we went through it for five days. Now we're going to go over it a lot more for eight weeks. Your goal is to stay with me for eight weeks. And if you accomplish the eight weeks with me, I'm going to reward you. And um, I'm going to make sure that you stick with me. I know that there will be challenges that arise with vacations and families, but I'm going to be there every step of the way to help you get back on the wagon if you fall off. So that's a little bit about what happens with our Flatten Your Shelf 5-Day C-Section Challenge. If you have any questions or are C-section mom yourself, you know, send me a direct message on Instagram at empower.yourpelvis, empower.your.pelvis, or send me an email at amanda at empoweryourpelvis.com. I love helping C-section moms. It's my passion, I guess, just because being a C-section mom myself, and I truly believe God in the universe really gave me all of these symptoms of pelvic floor dysfunction to be able to help you guys out. So if you've got any questions, let me know. Or if you have anything that you would like to hear on the next upcoming podcast episode, let me know that as well. And if you don't want to take my word on how the five-day challenge is, please listen to our upcoming testimonial. Thank you. Okay. So this is for the testimonial on five-day challenge, flatten the shelf slash coaching. So you can answer it however you want to. Um, Question number one. What was life like before you did the five-day challenge, Flatten the Shelf? Uh, Before I did the challenge, I think one of the things I I really remember was I was having a lot of um, issues with not being able to control my bladder and um, some pelvic pain, um, pain around my scar area. And I remember thinking that it's, it's time to get some help. It had been a couple of years, six years since my C-section, it was definitely time to get some help. Yeah. How has the challenge and or the coaching improved your life or those symptoms? Oh, I was thinking about this and it's hard to even like condense it down into words. I I feel one of the biggest um, changes is that I feel more in control of my body. I feel like I understand my body better and I feel like I... um, It's not just that, you know, I can run after my kids and jump and sneeze and things like that and not feel like, um, I'm going to lose control. It's, it's not just that it's that I I feel like I understand my body better. I know how to help myself when, even if I have a few days where, okay, maybe I get off track or something like that. I feel like I, I know more how to get back in the groove and what to do for myself to help my body get back to where I am in control again. And I definitely feel so much stronger, more flexible. And it's the coaching particularly made such a difference because it was so consistent. 
And the accountability, I think, really helped to keep me on track. What was it like working with Amanda? <laughs> You're wonderful. You're just so open, so gentle. So I, I mean, I never felt judgment whatsoever. If you know, having setbacks or having questions or anything like that, I it just felt like so nice to be able to talk to another mom who had gone through such a similar um, situation, such a similar experience with so much knowledge. And then, you know, have somebody by my side the whole time, even if we're, you know, several states away from each other. Thank you. Was the coaching worth the investment? 100%. I, before I invested in it, I was like, oh goodness, can I spend this kind of money on myself? And then I realized I never do that. And if there's nothing, it seems like there's nothing more worthwhile than taking care of yourself, especially now that I feel like I'm on the other side of it. I see the value so much. So I would do it again in a heartbeat. Awesome. What would you say to someone who is currently on the fence with learning how to improve their core? It's so much better on the other side when you get off the fence. So <laughs> just jump off that fence and take a chance. And um, it really does make a difference. Hey, Pelvic Posse. We want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can we ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you will continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review? Tell them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health. And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all of our visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, to watch. Thanks so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace, peace out, out pelvic posse. posse.